Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Let's talk a little bit about energy, particularly uh, BC Hydro. Well, the chair of the Energy Futures Initiative is calling for a swift response based on new information showing that BC uh, is emerging as an at-risk area for energy as soon as 2026. Uh, of course, this uh, comes from uh, a forecast by the North American Electric Reliability Corporation. This information uh, was released by Barry Penner, who was appointed chair for the Energy Futures Initiative. Uh, and he joins us now. Barry, thank you for speaking to us today. It's good to be back on your show. Uh, walk me through, what does the information say beyond the fact that we, we could potentially be an at-risk area? What is what is the reason for this forecast? Uh, the reason is that uh, it's a combination of factors. We have population growth. More people generally means we're using more electricity. Uh, we have some large industry and industrial projects taking place in British Columbia. And uh, on the flip side, we, I guess we just haven't built enough new generation to keep up with that demand. And furthermore, the, uh, this report points to plans by, the, by BC Hydro following provincial government policy to phase out uh, the few limited number of natural gas power plants that we have in British Columbia for generating electricity. There's one on Vancouver Island and one in Prince Rupert, one in Fort Nelson. And uh, together, they could provide about 450 megawatts of electricity, mm-hmm. uh, or to put that in layman's language, for about maybe 400,000 homes. Um, they don't run all the time, but they're, they are available now if they're needed. Um, but the clean BC policy uh, calls for natural gas generation to be uh, retired, that's a technical term, uh, by 2030. So this reliability report is looking at this and saying all these factors combined have now moved British Columbia into the at-risk category. Last year when they did the assessment, BC was not deemed to be in that category. And the news is that this year we are. What impact, we are building Site C at this particular point, what impact do you think Site C would potentially have, if any, in regards to this at-risk forecast? Could that help uh, perhaps turn things uh, towards the right direction? Uh, they are aware in this report that it's under construction and it's a planned resource that's coming online. But even so, they're pointing to potential reliability problems, not on your average day of the year, but during peak demand periods, which in British Columbia happens to be on the coldest day of the year. And uh, ironically, that happens to be uh, maybe tomorrow for us, uh, for this year, mm-hmm. uh, with the cold spell that's uh, upon us. Um, so it's, it's at those peak demand periods where the utility, according to this report, is going to be stretched uh, to keep the lights on. And they may well be able to, but uh, under reliability standards, you have to be able to do it with a margin because mm-hmm. some things can, you know, unexpected things can happen. And they're, they're looking forward, out, outward bound, like t- 2026, 2027. And they're saying, we're not so sure that that reliability standard is going to be met.
in regards to uh, BC Hydro uh, acknowledging that they imported a record amount of electricity in 2023, it represented about 20% of the total needs and nearly twice the projected output of the still unfinished Site C dam. Uh, this, to my understanding, is because of drought conditions. That should improve, should it not? We all hope so, uh, but it's pretty hard to control the weather. Um, we've had about a year and a half of below precipitation, uh, below average precipitation across the province, lower than average snowpacks. And just yesterday, the River Forecast Centre uh, gave their first report of the winter about snowpacks. And we have even less snow on the mountains this year than we did last year at this time. And we know that last year it was not enough for us to have enough water to keep our power system self-sufficient. So it's possible that the summer coming up or this next year, this, the current year, 2024, we might actually have to import even more power than we did last year. How did we end up here? And before we get to, to talking about uh, Hydro's power call moving forward, but even now, we shouldn't be having this conversation. How do you think we got here? Is it a hesitation on not only this government, perhaps the previous government as well, and, and, and perhaps looking at expanding uh, our capacity to, to, to generate more power? What in your mind got us here? Well, certainly you could say there's a, a lack of generation capacity. It, forecasting is, like the weather, is always challenging. It, it's often <laughs> not accurate. <clears throat> but uh, if you think back to the early 2000s, the Gordon Campbell government at that time uh, became quite aggressive about saying, look, we're going to open up the, the system and ask for more power producers to get involved. Mm-hmm. Bring your wind power projects, do your uh, run a river projects. Let's get renewable energy happening and, and get more into the system after a number of years where there hadn't really been any new projects at all. So there was some catch-up going on. Uh, and then, you know, the opposition was saying, hey, this new power costs more money than the old dams. Well, just like you build a house today, it costs more than it did in the 1950s. That's true. Uh, but as we saw in the California electricity crisis, not having enough electricity is much more expensive than if you pay to have new electricity built. Um, so there was a decision made, I think, during the Christie Clark era um, to slow down the uh, the call for power from the IPPs, independent power producers. And then, of course, under the current regime, when they first came to office in 2017, they said we are reviewing these contracts, and they I think they terminated a number of them and said we're not going going to you know, go after this this electricity uh, in the same way anymore. And they said, we're going to just do Site C, primarily. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of got us to where we are. And now uh, this past summer, Premier Eby announced that the NDP government will now turn to the private sector uh, and ask for some more electricity projects, um, probably because they realized, they saw what was coming, is that we are now really quite short of electricity. So there is that call for new sources of renewable energy specifically. I, I, I would, I'm going to assume, and, and you've been elected official, being a minister, um, getting a, a hydroelectric dam built, uh, Site C, one would argue, is probably the last one we're going to see, certainly of that size and scope. The, the push is towards clean and renewable energy. It appears the focus is going to be on wind energy. Do you think there's going to be enough that we can 
uh, enough capacity and that we can create enough wind energy to deal with some of these shortfalls? I mean, I, I think it sounds wonderful on paper, but can we generate enough energy from wind as one of the main sources? We certainly aren't going to do nuclear. Nuclear would – that's another debate. We'll start to do that another day, but uh, there, I don't think there's appetite there for that. And if wind is the one that BC Hydro seems to be most interested in, can we generate enough energy with our growth that's expected – uh, to deal with all of this, I mean, I would think wind is one, but I can't see it being as be, being able to generate enough power compared to a site C. It uh, it does produce wind turbines, produce energy, and and at a really good site, they will produce their rated output at about forty percent of the time, because it's just not windy all the time. So uh, they will produce energy. The, the trick is you don't really know when. Um, and so there is a difference in the forms of electricity generation between what's called base-loaded or dispatchable mm-hmm. electricity that, you know, you throw a switch and it will be there uh, versus intermittent renewable electricity like wind and solar where, yes, it produces energy for sure at certain times of the day or certain days of the month, but not every day and not all day. Um, so for, for that creates more complexity for system planners and that, again, is a factor of why when they look at the reliability, you know, me, being sure that you will have enough power at a specific time, you, you can't be certain that the sun will be shining or the, the wind will be blowing at that specific hour at your peak demand. So as they look at plans to decommission the limited amount of natural gas electricity generation in B.C., they're saying that's one of the contributing factors to increasing our risk of not have not meeting the reliability standard. Well, Barry, uh, we're going to look uh, at uh, an energy series uh, sometime in March on this show. We'll look forward to having you on at that time to talk about the bigger picture in regards to what we, we de- what we need to be doing uh, moving forward. Thanks once again for your time. You're welcome, Jasmine. Just watch for it here at Energy Futures Initiative. We are working on a report. We hope to have some information out by the end of January with some proposed solutions.